for another episode of Where I Long to Be, a Magical Trip Report podcast. My name is Virginia, and I am so happy to be your host. Thank you all for being here with me. If you aren't following me on Instagram, I'd love it if you would head on over there and give me a follow. That's also where I post the photos from each Trip Report guest, and I really enjoy connecting with listeners there. It's another week and I have another podcast review and I have a sneaking suspicion I know who this one is from. We will see if my loyal listeners can guess. Their handle is Kid Who Loves Baseball and the subject is incredible. Kid Who Loves Baseball says, I have been listening to this podcast for a while and I have to say I can't stop listening. Virginia is an amazing and talented host and will always keep me interested in the podcast. She is an amazing person and knows how to plan things out. If I had to give one word for this podcast, it would be incredible. This podcast definitely does not disappoint my expectations and I can't wait to see this podcast grow and thrive. Thank you so much, kid who loves baseball, whoever you are, wink, wink. Please consider writing your own review and you may hear it on the podcast, just like kid who loves baseball. And just a personal note for kid who loves baseball, please don't forget to empty the dishwasher. Enough of all of that. Today is the post-trip episode for Kat from Cat in the Kingdom. Kat is a travel planner who specializes in Disney and Universal, a DVC member, an annual pass holder, and a new friend of the podcast. If you didn't catch her pre-trip episode, she won a two-night stay in a DVC villa, so she took the opportunity to drive from North Carolina down to Orlando to enjoy some Disney Springs time, a day at Epcot, and to try to catch September on Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Did it finally happen? Let's find out. Welcome back, Kat. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. So today is the 16th and you just got back yesterday. So back right away into the swing of things, back into regular life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how did it all go? I guess we should just start with with your, your journey down to Florida on dun, 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 Friday the 13th. <laughs> How, how was the drive? Anything um, of note to report there? Um, no, nothing crazy. We left probably a little earlier than we usually do just to kind of see what, what difference it made. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, it, it went well. We got, you know, a good amount of sleep. We went to bed a little early, got up, no issues, you know, getting ready and getting out the door. Trip down was super smooth, no crazy traffic, no bad weather. Um, and we were able to get you know, kind of in the area or in within the the Disney bubble by about, it was probably right around like noon. Okay. Um, When we spoke before, you referenced a couple of times about leaving early, but I don't think we ever clarified what time early was. So what time were you hitting the road? Uh, We left right at about, it was about 2.30 in the morning. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really early. And you all trade off on the driving? Um, No, not typically. I am not the, I don't want to say the best driver. I'm not the most confident driver um, on highways and stuff. Um, but my husband for many, many, many years has worked in like telecommunications and has kind of um, been used to driving, you know, out of state and up and down, you know, all kinds, you know, kind of for a living. So he's just kind of, it's, 
kind of his thing. Um, mm-hmm. I am more of the child manager and the snack getter and the I dropped this on the floor for the fifth time person, mm-hmm. whereas he is not. So that's we've kind of <laughs> d- divided that that as as our roles. Equally as difficult a job, if not more so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I typically let my husband do the driving just because he, I think, prefers it. I'm a little bit, I'm a, a perfectly fine driver. I really have not had any issues. I just am more of an anxious driver, I would say. So he is, he's right. like, go to sleep so that you won't worry because, uh, you know, it, it could be nerve wracking when you're on a big highway like that at times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How does he do with when you leave that early? And drive that many hours in terms of like his own alertness, I guess I would say. Like, does he have to have a nap when he gets there or can he power through to bedtime? I mean, he pretty much powers through. Um, we, if, if we're going to leave crazy, which I think that's probably one of the earliest times we've left. We just wanted to kind of see if it made a huge difference. It really kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it isn't always nice to get there, you know, as early as you can. But I mean, sometimes when we leave by like four which is a little more normal. We could mm-hmm. probably still manage at least like a one thirty. Um, so we've kind of just decided, you know, all right, that's probably not as worth it. Um, he'll go to bed early and we, you know, like right as we kind of do a put down with the kids and then that, that's pretty much enough. Like he's kind of one of those, he could take like a longer, you know, like a three or four, or even a five hour and probably be fine. Cause he's a night wow. owl. So he stays up typically well after I've gone to bed. Uh You know, tinkering, doing stuff, sometimes personal stuff. Sometimes, you know, he'll save extra work that he can get. uh, He's just one of those that he's Mm a night owl. So he kind of already runs and lives his life at full speed with only (laughs) sometimes five (laughs) or six hours. So that it's just one of that's, again, why he's kind of better at that, because he can power through and where I, you know, no, I can't do that at all. But no, typically he's so jazzed up to get there. He's so excited that Mm -hmm. nah he he does that nap is the furthest thing usually from his mind (laughs) yeah I remember you that you said that he's usually the instigator of these these trips so that's great that he is so enthusiastic and ready to hit the road so okay so you arrive in the Disney bubble is there a collective cheer in your car do you have anything traditional that you do like put a particular song on the radio as you drive through the gates anything like that no not really in particular we always especially with the kids we always point out when we're approaching the sign like when we get off uh-huh. on that you know that little exit yeah. you approach the big sign the big disney world site so we always point that out and be like yay and of course i always take you know like 100 pictures of it i don't for whatever reason mm-hmm. i could use the same <laughs> one i always need a new one and going under yeah. the sign but yeah that's pretty much it and then you know it, then it kind of just, we all start talking about like, all right, what are we going to do when we get there? What do you want to do this weekend? When you want to, you know, that's when kind mm-hmm. of more of like the excited chatter kind of starts. And then of course, on my end, it's more of the like looking around the car and the state now and going, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to clean all this up and attempt to move it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a short lived celebration. That last like, I don't know, 10 minutes kind of pulling up to the resort is always like that little bit of logistical, like, okay, what's, what do we need to do? And of course, I'm always digging through my bag, getting my ID out for check-in because sometimes they want it, sometimes they don't. And getting my, you know, the reservation pulled up because sometimes they want that one and I, it's always different. <laughs> sometimes they're just like, what's your last name? <laughs> okay, cool, <Yeah>. go. <laughs> so, you know, just kind of preparing, getting ready for, okay, what do we need to do to get in and all that kind of stuff. So 
so yeah, um, that's always like the fun arrival time. Nothing super crazy, but definitely the exciting part. Yeah. And how was check-in? So I, I know that you said that you really prefer to check in in person. So how did that all go? Oh, it went well. Uh, I use the app always anyway, especially if the off chance I do have requests, which I try not to make them a lot um, mm -hmm. in case there's just something I'm really trying to look out for. But we had already had a one bedroom preferred. So it was kind of like there's really nothing else to request. It's kind of like just see what happens. So it's kind of just leaving it up to whatever they saw. Um, mm -hmm. So I had already checked in and then kind of our always thing is like we get there and I go up to the front desk just to see because you can always ask and see if it's ready or like just tell them hey i'm checking in and once they kind of pull you up they always say oh looks like you're done in the app so okay there's nothing else we you know like you know they don't need your phone number and a pin and all that kind of stuff so it does cut a lot of time out but then sometimes like we've gotten lucky and they've been like oh you know what your room's ready now and they'll kind of get you set up but this particular time the room was not ready yet Mm -hmm. Um, cause I'm, like I said, it was like noon and that's probably the earliest we've ever shown up. So that sounds about right. Uh, which was fine. We had plans to go to Disney Springs. So we just kind of, uh, did a quick kind of take stock, clean up real quick, uh, change the kids out of PJs and, you know, did a quick switcheroo, um, in the car and, uh, yeah. And then we were off to Disney Springs kind of waiting on our room to be ready, but also kind of checking off some of those things we had on that list. Yeah. And I know that you said your first stop was a very important one. Did you head straight to Gideon's? Yes. Yes. We absolutely <laughs> headed straight to Gideon's uh, because depending on when you get there, usually in the morning you're good, but probably, yeah, by noon you, they're going to use that virtual queue. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we got there, it was about, I want to say about two, two and a half hours already. Oh, uh, wow. So we jumped in that. Um, you know, and they get your name and they text you and everything. Mm -hmm. So, which was perfect because, I mean, we would have been totally fine going right in or even in, within an hour, but kind of gave us time to kind of plan and go and do some of our other little errands instead of even walking around with, you know, a bunch of cookies that mm -hmm. in Florida would melt. So we kind of hit some of our other stops uh, mm -hmm. waiting on that. And we had, it actually got called right before our lunch reservation. So we were able to kind of get in get everything that we needed, take care of it, and then go to lunch. And that was kind of, lunch was going to be like our last thing anyway, over Disney Springs. So it kind of worked out perfectly where everything fell in, in order the way it should have been. So while you were waiting for your queue to be called, um, you had mentioned some of your favorite stores. Um, which ones did you hit? And did you make any fun purchases? Yes. So we went to uh, Joffrey's first. That's right around the corner um, because I was literally up until that week, I had like, maybe a quarter of a container left of the Joffrey's that I had bought back in June. Uh -huh. uh, so I was literally like up against needing more coffee. So I ran in there and I grabbed a couple bags of the resort blend, which is mm -hmm. the, they, just the rebranded 50th blend they just did. Uh, it's so good. Um, so I grabbed one of those and I actually found a cool limited uh, Halloween or I guess villains mm -hmm. blend too while I was there. That was not my intention to grab that too. So I ended up with four bags of coffee. The guy looked at me like, are you okay? <laughs> you know what? I'm sure people do that all the time, though. It's not like we have Joffrey's all over the country. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was just one of those where I was like, yep, I'm just stocking up. Don't mind me. And then, yeah, and that impulse grabbed that villain's blend, which was, looked really interesting. It kind of was like a dark chocolate. It was like caramelized sugar and forget what else. It had like some like chocolatey notes. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. Uh, so, yeah. Grab my coffee to kind of make life home 
go snoother. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just kind of wandered. And then we headed toward uh, World of Disney because mm-hmm. we always like to poke in there. Um, as much as it stresses us out, it, we are always successful. We usually at least come away with something. It's just always a lot, uh, especially for our kids. It's like they want everything, but also get me out of here kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, we went to World of Disney. Um, my uh, daughter has a Nuimo. Oh, okay. Which one does she have? She has Minnie Mouse. And the uh, the last, I think, like two times we've gone anywhere that sells Disney merchandise, she has seen like the accessories, like the, you know, the little outfits and everything. And she's locked on to these like little Nuimo like roller skates or like these little blue roller blades or whatever. Each time she's like, oh my gosh, I really want these. And, you know, we would be like, we'd go back and forth and like, you know, she has her own money on like a gift card and I'd be like, okay, is this really what you spend? And then sometimes she gets distracted with something else. This was the time where she was like, I'm getting these roller skates. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting these. Uh, so they were doing like a deal where you get three like pieces of accessories and they're $7 each instead of $12 each. So we racked up a couple accessories. Um, my uh, son picked out a tub of bath toys. Mm-hmm. He loves those. Like we have seriously, oh my goodness, we have like three or four now mm-hmm. of those. Like they're like those round tubs with like the little lid. Chunky toys sort of. Yeah, they're like those like chunky, yeah, those chunky bath toys. Like we have like, I think a princess set and a Toy Story set and I don't even know, like a Fab Five set. And then he bought a Star Wars set this time because he wanted nice. something with Din Grogu. So we've got that, which those are always fun. Those last mm-hmm. a really long time here at our house. You know, and just kind of poked around and shopped. I got a new emo too. Um, I talked myself into one. Just <laughs> I just <laughs> felt felt left out. Like I've seen everybody with them on their bags and I was like, um, they have an Ahsoka one. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So... Um, I grabbed that one because I love Ahsoka. So I was like, oh, that would be a cool one. And also kind of fun to dress Ahsoka up in different mm-hmm. things if I really wanted to. I said, oh, I could have fun with that. So yeah, I've been very tempted to get one. And I think the thing that has stopped me is having to settle on one because I cannot justify buying more than one for myself. Yeah, I put it off for a really, really long time. I was real good. And I mean, just her having one was like enough. And I'm like, eh, I'm just going to see it and, you know, vicariously just watch her play with it and I'll be satisfied. But then it started mm-hmm. becoming like more of a thing and more people are like, oh, yeah, look, I have a little pal in my thing. And I was like, oh, that would be really cute. So, <laughs> you know, so I convinced myself. And of course, then, like I said, the accessories being, well, if you buy three, you, get, you know, they're only seven dollars. And I'm like, oh, I can get an outfit for my two. <laughs> and we can share them and yep so yep I did that to myself so that was the irresponsible purchasing and then uh from there we just kind of you know did the normal thing we wandered in and out of a couple stores we went to the art store um towards Mm -hmm. the back love that store yeah and they had some beautiful like prints like big giant prints yeah um so that was like, I was almost like, okay, we can't be in here. No, you have to go in a giant. <laughs> well, first of all, the size, but then also like some of them, like the prices are just astronomical. And so you're yeah. like, you know, maybe if I win the lottery one day. <laughs> so, you know, I'll just find this giant wall apparently that I have in my house for this beautiful art. But yeah, lots of pretty stuff. But, you know, it's nice to kind of look around. And, um, and then we went into the Rainforest Cafe gift shop because mm-hmm. I've got a frog and animal and all kinds of obsessed son so we figured you know we could find some cute like things that he could look at and just kind of you know give us another excuse to just browse and shop and uh while we were in there you know uh, one of the i guess thunderstorms or whatever was going off in the restaurant so that was kind of cool and they were like what's this (laughs) so that was fun um really just wandering around just kind of 
taking it in. Um, and then we got some Dole Whips from uh, Swirls on the Water. Nice. My son stole mine. So that, there was that. It happens. That's it okay. happens. My son stole my corn at Animal Kingdom. And... <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> so what flavors did you get? Uh, we both just got um, plain pineapple floats. Mm-hmm. I was super convinced that I was going to get the special one, the the Haunted Mansion uh, one for Halloween. Oh, I haven't seen but, that one. What is it? Yeah, it it's like a it's like a green and like a purple swirl, and the green is like I think pistachio, and mm-hmm. the purple is like cheesecake. Okay. I'm not so much on the cheesecake, but I know you can get them like you know any of the swirls they do they'll like, they'll do them separate. So I was going to just do it, and they just do the green pistachio but i don't know we were there and it was kind of like that sticky hot like kind of humid hot that you kind of feel yeah. a little more and i don't know i was just feeling classic i was like i want some juice and just like a simple flavor I don't, i'm not sure if i want to go all in on pistachio and <laughs> hate it and then be like all right that was that was fun and not so refreshing so i i talked myself out of it it looked cute but it also looked like a lot and it also looked like a lot of different color that i would have to deal with Oh, yeah. Everywhere. So I was like, yeah, I'm just, I think I'm good. I think that's just a cool concept that exists. That's fine. Um, So yeah, I just kind of backed out of that very quickly. But kids absolutely loved it. Um, You know, we just kind of sat on a bench and people watched and just enjoyed our Dole Whip. And I think right at about us finishing up, uh, we got our call to go to Gideon's. So we headed right there and loaded up on Halloween cookies and Uh got some for some of the teachers back home. That we had to leave with all the kids on Friday the 13th. <laughs> so you said that the, the two special cookies this month were Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. What other flavors did you end up buying? And did you try those two flavors? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we picked up a couple, um, like our some of our favorites. My husband's favorite is the cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got one of those. Uh, we got a regular old chocolate chip for um, my daughter. She's not really a hey what's that in my cookie like she doesn't do a whole lot of different things and textures so she was just happy with chocolate chip then we got you know the ones some that people had ordered like they kind of we sent them the menu and they picked out so like we got like a peanut butter and another chocolate chip and a triple chocolate you know to bring home uh but the bride of frankenstein and the frankenstein cookies so the frankenstein one it's like their normal cookie base and then they put oreos in it like just regular oreos like crushed up in them and mm-hmm. then, then they put, they top it with like a chocolate and then put M&Ms on them, like on top. Okay. Okay. It's kind of like a regular cookie with Oreo and chocolate. And then the Bride of Frankenstein is the regular cookie base. And then they put golden Oreos mixed in instead. And then they put like a kind of like white chocolate chips in it mm-hmm. and then do M&Ms on the top so that they match on the top, but one's white and has like all white details and then the other one is dark it has like dark oreos dark chocolate chips all that kind of stuff got it got it and um yeah they are the the frankenstein one is good i have always been or i'm finding myself more and more more adverse to some of their the chocolatey ones that they make Mm -hmm. i mean they are so good they are just also a lot Mm -hmm. and i'm one of those where just a lot of of those kinds of flavors i'm like okay I have been like loving though a lot of their just kind of subtle, more like one note or like tamer. So like I love white chocolate, so I'm one of those anyway that would prefer mm-hmm. a white chocolate. Um, so the Bride of Frankenstein was very good, much more mellow. Still got mm-hmm. the fun of like the M and M's, and it still had you know like the crushed up cookies. It just wasn't 
so chocolate forward and heavy and had all these like extra things on it. So I prefer mm-hmm. the bride. Um, I, I'm hearing that that's kind of a favorite too. Cause I think when it got added on, it was like, we weren't going to do it again, but so many people asked for it kind of thing. So, uh-huh. um, so yeah, bride of Frankenstein is very, very good. Frankenstein's still good, but you gotta, you know, you gotta be all in on chocolate. You gotta be ready for lots of different chocolate going on in there, uh, mm-hmm. but still very, still very good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll get down there at some point during a, a Halloween season where I will be able to try that at some point, but I've yet to be uh, in Disney in October ever. So. Oh yeah. This was our first, uh, first October too. Like we're, I'm keeping track of all the months. I'm like, man, what months am I, have I never been before? Yeah. And October was one of them. I feel grateful that we did go Labor Day weekend because that allowed me to see Halloween decorations in Disney for the very first time. Okay, so after that, you said you had lunch, and I believe my notes uh, indicate that that was at Homecoming. Oh, yeah. I can see by your face that you <laughs> loved it. Tell us all about it. Oh, man. Homecoming is definitely a favorite. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so we had lunch at Homecoming. We were really happy to score that reservation. We've eaten there plenty of times doing like a walk-up, you know, kind of same thing. They'll put you on the list to text you. But it definitely is nicer to have that guaranteed reservation just in case something crazy is going on. Um, but yeah, oh my goodness, it was so good. Um, I didn't do a huge meal because just travel day usually throws me off. So I'm not, I'm like, I'm hungry, but I'm always like, I'm more snacky. Uh, so I got the uh, fried pickle spears mm-hmm. and uh, a side of macaroni and cheese. And that was like my meal. And I'll also, I knew whatever I ordered for the kids, I would end up having to eat half of. Uh, <laughs> the kids split, um, a plate of chicken tenders with like a veggie and, um, some fries. And that was, they were happy as a clam. They were totally fine with that. Uh, and then my husband got the thigh high chicken biscuits, um, mm-hmm. which is an, I guess technically an appetizer, but I mean, it, it is the size of the meal and it is, it's plenty with all the stuff they have going on there. And oh my gosh, yeah, we were loving it. Kids did wonderful. They, you know, they ate a good amount. You know, we still took some of it home, but it was you know, they did really, really well. They seemed to enjoy it. They were calm and just mm-hmm. kind of sat and played and, you know, and we enjoyed some air conditioning for a good little bit and mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, always, always a wonderful time at homecoming. We are like, we've never been disappointed with anything we've gotten. And I've tried quite a few things I think there so far. So yeah, it's, it's hard because it homecoming, it, everybody has their favorites. And at least for me, when I go, I struggle between the I really want to order these things that are my favorites and oh, there's all these other things I haven't tried before that I want to try, but then it's just too much food. So you ha- choices have to be made. Yeah. And that's, that's usually what makes my decision is like, I've gotten the fried chicken before and I'm like, this is several meals. This is not a just for me meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've gotten the fried chicken sandwich mm-hmm. and which is delicious but yeah it's a it's a big sandwich so mm-hmm. I'm like it's always like I never know what I'm gonna get myself into and I I'm like okay I gotta I got scale small I gotta do I gotta I gotta pace myself yeah <laughs> all right where did you go from there uh from there we kind of decided since it was hot and we kind of hit everything that we wanted to the only thing we hadn't popped into was Lego store because at that particular time they had that line outside around and we're oh, like yeah. we will not yeah we're not gonna subject the kids to that so uh, we decided to go back. We had gotten texted, I think either right before dinner or during or during lunch, that our room was ready. So uh, we kind of packed up and did that and um, decided that, you know, if one of us was feeling up to it, we could make another jaunt back over to Disney Springs. Because uh, Saratoga Springs, you can walk. 
right mm-hmm. to Disney Springs. Um, so we just decided if that was something that we really wanted or there was something we needed there, we would. Um, so we went and we checked in. Uh, we were in the um, Congress Park section of Saratoga Springs, which is pretty much right when you come in off of like the Disney Springs side, like the road. And it's like that first, one of the first major areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and our room actually ended up being like the very, very back, not corner, but like very, very back side of the front building. The one that's like the closest that you could possibly get mm-hmm. before you're in Disney Springs. Right. Um, okay. So we actually had a Disney Springs like view, like over the water. Uh, nice. We could see the balloon going up and down from our balcony and we could see the Lego dragon, you know, in the, in the water and yeah. And the, in the little stage where they do things like we could hear the performances and stuff that were going on. And I, I tried to time it, but I got a little distracted by the time we got there when we like to walk it. And it was, I mean, definitely less than 10 minutes. I mean, if that, oh, yeah. I mean, you'd have to be walking super, super slow, but I mean, yeah, it's like, it's right there. And there's mm-hmm. like little walkways that kind of connect each building back to that major um, sidewalk that goes all the way to Disney Springs. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing like being able to walk to a Disney Springs or to a park, or it just makes such a difference when all you have to rely on is your own two feet. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And then it kind of does like change your plans a little bit. You're like, oh, well, I guess we could hang for a little more. Cause you know, it's not, we don't have to take like a 20 minute bus or, you know, coordinate right. all this transportation or it's not a super long walk. And yeah, that was, that was amazing. And of course a blessing having two small children that, you know, you don't want to make them walk too long because then you're going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So once you got back to your room, did you do any pool time? Yes, we did. We promised the kids pool time and we we made sure to fulfill that promise. Um, we decided, I mean, there is a pool at Congress Park, but it's one of the smallest ones that they have. Right. So we decided to walk to the, back to the um, carriage house in the main area and do the, the big pool. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, that was a huge hit. We spent, I mean, I think probably almost like two hours just there swimming around and there's a splash pad. So, you know, kids get, did a couple rounds on that. Um, and then there's like, there is a big slide, but mm-hmm. then they also have one of those like small slides, which I appreciate when pools have both. Cause I know the big slide is fun if mm-hmm. you're brave and you're a bigger kid that can enjoy that, but ours are not there yet. So uh, I love having those like kind of that small little slide mm-hmm. into the pool, just kind of give them that feeling yeah. So, oh my goodness, that was probably a thousand times up and down on that. Just round and round and round with some of the other kids. Do they go by themselves and then you just wait at the bottom or do you have to go with the younger of your two kids? Honestly, we, I think the first time we usually, if it's a new pool, we will walk him up just to show him where to go. But once he's done it once, yeah, he's good. He knows where to go. So one of us will, you know, we'll just kind of float there and one of us hangs by the bottom of the side and the other one will kind of help lift children up, you know, up helping the ladder uh, mm-hmm. going up and, and down and around. But yeah, um, my daughter, this just this last trip kind of became a little more confident with it and is now not needing one of us to stand there and, you know, catch her. And she's learning to swim out, you know, when she gets to the bottom, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it's been a huge hit and we, yeah, we had a great time. We played and swam around and they've got um, like a zero entry on one side of it and it has like these like fish that like spit streams of water and mm-hmm. they were loving like splashing in those and messing around in that but yeah yeah we spent a good two hours there until you know we started feeling 
a day of travel and a afternoon at Disney Springs and a big old dinner. And yeah, you start, you're like, okay, this is like a perfect, nice way to just kind of get it all off. And, you know, and we had a park day in the, the next day, so we had to wrap it up. So what time was bedtime? Bedtime for the kids was pretty much immediately that we got in. Um, I want to say that was probably around, actually wasn't too, too late. It was probably between 7.30 and 8. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be optimistic, they're normals about that same time. You know, no matter what time we put them down, they're going to be up till a certain time. So, you know, we kind of settled in, um, divided. We had a one bedroom. So I took my son into the bedroom part of it. Um, and then my husband stayed out in the main room that has the pull down with mm-hmm. uh, my daughter. Okay. It's kind of split the load. Um, so yeah, that went great. And, you know, they went to bed at a decent time, which I was glad because they should be exhausted or I'd be concerned. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, we kind of, me and my husband kind of spent that little time while they were kind of asleep, just finalizing, getting park bags ready. You know, I'm doing that thing. I'm running around, pulling out outfits, making sure I have all the pieces, make sure all the magic bands are charged and the fuel rods are in the right bag. And oh goodness, uh, having our fans, made sure those were charged and the cooling towel, you know, just make sure all the bags looked good. Cause I knew, you know, I wasn't going to be coherent enough in the morning to not forget something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then kind of did that and then kind of went over the plan of like what we realistically wanted to accomplish with them and uh, kind of finalizing whether or not we were going to do Genie Plus. We had talked about it and we had kind of almost assumed we were going to do it. But then, you know, there was still that like question of should we or should we not? So we we're kind of finalizing that, talking that over and kind of making the plan because of course if you choose to do genie plus and you also would like to do a virtual queue can't be in two places at once so you kind of have to strategize okay well can i use your phone and or can you grab that while i'm grabbing that and you know all that fun that comes out of that so so yeah that was pretty much it and then yeah we were done we were out probably before nine okay so what was the final decision on genie plus Yes. So we did decide to use it. Okay. I purchased it probably for no reason. I was up at like 545. It was the weirdest thing. That's actually what my work alarm is set to. And I don't think I've ever woken up at 545. It's usually I snooze it about 400 more times. But, <laughs> you know, Disney Day, apparently 545 is appropriate. So I was up. So I, I went ahead and purchased it. <laughs> Uh, and just kind of uh, did the free part of the genie. So where you edit your selections, make sure you have the rides pin that you want and, mm-hmm. you know, anything else that you want it to be looking out for. Um, that is always super important uh, for using Genie Plus because, you know, if you want a certain ride and you want it to be up at the top and you're going to be scrolling and missing out on stuff if it's not pinned. So I went ahead and did that because I was having trouble falling back asleep. And, and then at that point I was like, okay, well, virtual queue here is going to start in a minute. So might as well just hang out until that happens so yeah and with that list of rides they're in alphabetical order unless you pin them to the top and sometimes things start with a letter you're not expecting them to start with because it'll have like a v in it or something like that um so you just have to kind of be be aware and i think that i've only recently started pinning my things at the top and i got wise somehow i figured that out and it's it's made up a huge difference Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially like any of them, like me, um, I really wanted Soren. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal to get it. It just wasn't something I wanted to like sit on and then mm-hmm. le- legitimately may not get it. Um, and everything else we had done. Soren was like the one thing they were doing Soren over California instead of Soren around the world. And I was like, if I miss that, that's it. There's nothing. It, I may not get to write it again. I was like, Remy though, you know, frozen, we could hit another day and it wouldn't be the end of the world. So I made that my top priority. I knew it was going to be potentially 
at the expense of getting Remy. Mm-hmm. And um, that is what ended up happening, but I, I don't regret it because, you know, there's always a next trip. There's always another time. So we snagged, um, I snagged Soren early, got like uh, probably one of the first return times. It was like 9.05, park opens mm-hmm. at nine, which I know we could have used it for early entry, but early entry with children, if you're not close enough to a ride that interests them and you're not going to be there 15 to 20 minutes before early entry even starts, there's really no point. <laughs> Especially since we were using Genie Plus, I was like, there's really not another ride. Like, I got Soren, so if we go to Soren for early entry, like, we're just going to turn around and do it again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, you can't make it to Remy from the front of the park. It's just, that's not a thing. Like, it, it if you're not in the back of Epcot, you're not going to ride Remy first. It's just not going to happen. You can ride Frozen, and we mm-hmm. could have if we hustled, but honestly... Um, as much as my daughter loves Frozen, she does not like that ride. So Interesting. We, okay. We just don't prioritize it unless she's in a good enough mood that she's willing to get back on it. But she is not so much with the drops that involve water. Oh, okay. So it's it's a not wanting to get splashed thing? Yes. She okay. is very concerned with getting splashed with water. And I'm working on her with that, on what that is. But I'm like, hey, that's fine. I totally get that. There are a lot of people that don't like water rides. I wouldn't consider Frozen a water ride, but you do get, depending on where you are, a, a weird amount of wet. So I totally understand yeah. that that fear of like, no, I just don't want to deal with it. So yeah, if she was so anxious about doing it, then we would we could have made that work. But we kind of knew going in, they weren't really super interested really in anything. And I mean, other than that, early entry is just, it's for those big rides and it's for stuff like Test Track, which my shorty little son is not Aww. tall enough for that you know he made it to about 39 inches and decided that that was good enough for this trip so <laughs> so we were like you know it doesn't matter uh so yeah we just kind of took our time which was nice and having genie plus to just kind of clean up anything that we wanted or grab stuff on the fly that was really what we were that was the intention of using it it wasn't really for being able to do everything it was being able to just do what we wanted and get on there and not really have the kids wait because that's also not a thing they like to do so sure understandable so, yeah. i don't like yeah. to wait either so yeah. um so you were trying for uh the guardians virtual queue mm-hmm. how did you fare in the queue oh man really good i got like i think it was like group 11 Oh, wow. Nice. And and we we actually got called. I think we were walking towards the land pavilion because I was trying to be close enough for when our Genie Plus was going to start for Soren. Um, we got called at like 845, 850. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were like, all right, time to come. So we were like, we had till 945. And at that point, I was like, okay, well, we're going to do Soren. We're going to be here for a minute. Um, and I knew Soren was going to take a bit because since we were using Genie Plus and my son's not tall enough, we were going to have to do a rider swap. Mm-hmm. So we were going to have to coordinate that. So you'd basically have to, I would have to wait in the mm-hmm. shorter lightning lane and then still ride the ride, which, you know, it's a decent amount. And then, and then, oh my goodness, you know, you don't realize until you're trying to go really quickly and try to coordinate this, uh, how unbelievably long it is to get out of Soren. I'm just like, just keep turning corners. I'm like, we just, uh-huh. just want to I'm walking there. past travel posters. And- <laughs> just like, I want to go so uh-huh. so yeah um so we did it we uh you know we were able to do the swap my daughter was able to ride twice uh which was great because that kind of gave me the opportunity to kind of pick our next because once my husband tapped in we were good uh so I could pick the next 
Lightning Lane. Oh, and then right before Soren, uh, the virtual queue from Rowana opened. Uh, it was like at 8.45. Uh-huh. So I, I happened to see that early in the app because I knew I had been watching it all week and what they've been doing since it was a soft open, they would just kind of open the queue randomly. Mm-hmm. So if you saw it open, you would jump in, but it would tell you. So when I checked like early that morning, they were like, hey, this queue is set to open at 8.45 and you uh-huh. can reserve your party, you know, prior to that or whatever. All right. Well, this is an interesting twist because when we spoke before, I mean, I I believe it was October 1st when we spoke, we were talking about the fact that you were going to miss out on the Moana journey of water. Is that, am I saying it correctly? Moana journey of water, that you were going to miss it just by a day or something. So I am thrilled that the virtual queue opened for you. That's amazing. Oh, yes. That was such a fun surprise. They announced that they were going to soft open it basically for the whole week. Like it, I think it had opened soft open Saturday prior. And they were like, yeah, we'll do a soft open. They were like, it's not going to be open all the time. And you're going to have to look and see if a virtual queue is available. And that's when you know you can join. And if you don't, you know, that's it. Um, so I, I was watching it all week. I'm like, okay, well, when it says certain days, does it mean like some days it won't be open? Like, are they going to say, oh, well, weekend's too busy. Don't do it. I like, I, you know, I'm just like in my head. I'm like, okay, what are they going to do? So I just, just kind of watched it, kind of waited kind of saw what was the normal time. It kind of did seem to be different. And, or I would look in there, I'd see that the virtual queue at one point had been open because they were loading groups, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really tell like anything other than that. So I just kind of kept an eye on it and uh, figured, you know what, if I see a sign to do it, then we will do it and that would be great. And if not, I understand. And we were already expecting to wait. So yeah, 8.45, I set an alarm for like 8.40 to be like, jump in that queue and I was ready to go. So I was actually standing outside the land pavilion on my phone, you know, doing my refresh at like 8.42. Just uh-huh. I kept hitting the button until till we got in. Um, and I got group 10. Nice. I, I have a question that you may not know the answer to, because I assume that because you got the queue and this was your first time, that you were probably anxious about being there at the time they told you to be there. But we know that with the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind virtual queue, you can come after your time has expired and they will still let you on. Now that is not true with Tron, but with guardians of the galaxy, it is true. So you don't have to worry if you're waiting in line for something and it's taking too long or whatever. You just walk up and say, I'm so sorry. I missed my time. I was on whatever, or I was at a dining reservation and it's no big deal. Do you know for Moana journey of water, whether that is also the case with that, where if you show up, past whatever your window is that they would give you some grace and let you come on inside. I don't know. So what ended up happening is our guardians got called at about eight. It was about that same time. Like it was like eight 44. Our guardians got called while I was booking Moana, mm-hmm. um, not knowing kind of when they were actually going to open it. Like I didn't, you know, I wasn't sure like, and how many groups they would decide to load at that time. Um, I was already kind of thinking in my head, I was like, there's a good chance these are about to be called at this around the same time, or they're going to overlap because we had done guardians. We were kind of okay to let that one lapse. If we had to, um, Soren did take a little bit longer. I think that the second rider swap, they got a little more held up. Like, you know, cause I mean, you get straight to loading, you know, for people who've been on Soren, you get into the loading and you can either go down a, B or C, Mm -hmm. But there's still going to be kind of like a chunk of line there kind of waiting on 
a couple rotations to go. So, I mean, you could still be waiting for like one or two of those flights to go before you even get loaded, you know, and that doesn't matter if you have a lightning lane or not, it just means you're going to get into, you know, loaded in the concourse. So that kind of did, it held us up a little bit. So we were actually kind of hanging and hovering in the land probably to closer about like 930. So kind of when my husband got out, we were like, okay, what's our best move here? And we both kind of decided, look, if we had to let guardians go and we show up and they don't let us in, then I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's we have more opportunities to get it. That's fine. But Moana, because we did not have that guarantee, we were like, let's not chance it. Like, let's not assume, you know, we could have asked. um, But because we had decided to do that, we didn't, you know, we felt like there wasn't really a need. I would assume now that I've done it, I would assume that they wouldn't have as big a deal letting people in late for Moana just because of the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And this is this is if the virtual queue stays. It opened today. Uh, today was its first day, and it did use a virtual queue. So I don't know if that's just because they're anticipating the big influx because it's new, or if that's going to be just a standard practice. They they honestly, surprisingly, have not really said much, or at least I haven't seen much today about like what the official word is. For anybody who's listening, um, today we're referencing today is October the sixteenth. So I'm I'm assuming that they would probably be a little more relaxed but that is gonna they're gonna have to kind of say an official word or we're just gonna have to see if anybody you know at any point today that first day has missed it or if anybody ends up doing that and and announcing i can i can see why on tron because of how all the different moving parts and and where they have to contain people is not you know like they're just it's just a crazy environment going on in there i'm actually kind of surprised that they're so lax on guardians because i feel like it's just as popular as it has ever been Mm -hmm. um now i don't think i've ever really truly waited longer than 20 25 minutes for it though even using the virtual queue so maybe that's it maybe it's just they move so many people at a time it just really isn't that big of a deal to them and they're just like "Eh, whatever um it surprises me that they they aren't super strict on that that's and when they were immediately so strict with tron i was like oh okay yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know if they're gonna be r- forgiving, but I feel like because of what it is, it's not like a super high intensity ride, and it is a little more of like just kind of a constant line anyway. I don't really, I mean, unless they see a big problem and a lot of people are having trouble kind of going at random times, that could be an issue down the road. But as far as what I heard or saw, I didn't I didn't think they were gonna have an issue with it. We just didn't chance it. We we didn't want to risk it. So we but we did go late to Gardens, yeah. So we ended up being like, I think an hour late to Guardians. Technically, mm-hmm. they let us in. I mean, honestly, we were we were like mid explaining why and he was like already waving us yeah. like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> good. Go, just go. Just go do it. Like, go have fun. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the most important Guardians question, which is, of course, what song did you get? Uh, yes. To that day was my day. I got <laughs> September. <laughs> and the moment my brain realized what was happening, it was a moment. I was actually kind of uh, thankful that I was alone in the car. All by myself. <laughs> not, not really thankful in terms of I didn't want to be on that ride by myself, but I understand because of rider swap. But I was thankful in that moment to be alone so I could celebrate personally that I got September. Oh, that's so cool. So what did you think about it in comparison to the other songs that you have had? Where does it rank? It's definitely up at the top. I I had such a good time. Like I was singing and dancing and I was feeling good. It was a good time. I I'm wondering how much of that was just being so excited. I got it. Um, 
it may need another like another listen just to make sure but i mean it was just a good time it was a good it's a good jam anyway yeah. so i was like it, this is perfect yeah for this type of ride conga is still really up there for me though mm-hmm. so like it's like almost like they're one and two but i can't decide which one's which because conga on that ride is so fun yeah, yeah. like i don't know what it is it's just it really does it, it kind of makes a big difference so yeah but you no know, it's up there I'm, I'm glad it lived up to the hype because it is definitely up there all right next question uh for soren how was soren over california oh it was amazing i had a lot of emotions <laughs> on that on that ride well not just because i was so excited just to to see it um but the last time i had ridden soren over california was when it was in California and that was like 17 years ago. Yeah. So like just mentally I was like, wow, that was a long time ago. And mm-hmm. you know, but I was excited to see it and it was so cute. And then at the end, Disneyland and it's ready for Christmas. I don't know. Aww. That just that got me. <laughs> and of course I was with my daughter. So, you know, every time I take her on a ride, especially one that I feel like is just like visually interesting, I always kind of glance over and like see what her reaction is, and what kinds of faces she's making. And when Tinkerbell came up, like, right, you know, the Disneyland part, Tinkerbell, came, oh my gosh, she had the biggest smile yeah. and her eyes were like so wide. And I was, so that did not help <laughs> with the emotions, <laughs> but it was, it was so good. And what smells uh, did you note in sort? I assume that there were smells. And I think I spoke with somebody else who who did sort over California recently, and I can't even remember the answer to that question. Were there smells? Um, I there's definitely the orange groves. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately am hearing from people that a lot of people, depending on where they sit, they are not they're not getting it as well. I did. Mm-hmm. I was in row one in A, like on the on the side. I got it pretty good unless my brain was just trying really hard to grab that. And I just told myself that I smell, but I, I smelled those. Um, I want to say one of the, one of the scenes, there's like a lot of like trees. And I want to say there's like a kind of like a heavy wood? scent. Yeah. Like there's kind of like a tree smell. Other than that, I didn't really notice a ton. I kind of started looking out in the um, there's like one, like on the beaches Mm-hmm. And I kind of almost was like, my brain was thinking like almost like a Fiji, but I didn't really get anything super strong like that. Like Fiji, it's like, it smells really, really like clean and powerful. This one, it was, it was definitely more subtle if there were other smells, but the orange groves, I for sure picked out. All right. Anything else to report on in Epcot? We did Moana right before, Gar- yeah, sorry, right before Guardians. Um, and that was incredible. Uh, very excited to kind of share more about that on my Instagram. But yeah, it was great. The kids had such a wonderful time. I was honestly blown away by what they did there, like the experience that it was actually giving and just kind of to like watching my kids do it and then also me kind of playing with it, but then also just kind of glancing around and watching other people kind of get in, have fun, other families. It is such a great addition. Definitely, definitely worth a stop. Um, I can only imagine, but just based on the little pictures I've seen, definitely next time we go down um, our, for our next trip, I'm going to try to go at night because I've seen that it you know lights up. But just what an incredible addition to Epcot. So that was honestly like a huge highlight of the day, just in general. I mean, great to be able to do it, but also great that it was so fun and like my kids responded so well and just how beautifully done it was. I mean, honestly, they did an incredible job there uh, making that like a nice little area. Um, other than that, I mean, really just being able to kind of 
knock off a couple rides that the kids enjoy, um, especially using the Genie Plus. Anything that we wanted, other than Remy, anything that we wanted was always available right when we wanted to. So like, yeah, I usually you want to be more diligent when you tap into a lightning lane. You always want to book another one as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. I was very much just like into everything and I would kind of forget. Mm-hmm. But every time I would pull it up, I mean, I could grab some like three or four things all at the same time, like within five minutes. So, you know, that was always that was fun, too, because then it was like we could kind of wander. We could go do this and then be like, OK, and I would just snag lightning and we'd head right to that ride and get right on and then boom, grab something else and get right on. So we kind of did a couple like back to back. We did Spaceship Earth. We did Nemo living with the land and it was great. Um, we met up, so I met up with some friends that are locals down there. So we did a quick, like little lunch at the, uh, brewing lab, uh, with the Muppets, you know, got some air conditioning and we actually rode living with the land with them, which was fun and nice. And oh my gosh, so relaxing. Living with the land is like, gives you that second wind that uh, you need. Living with the land <laughs> is uh, the equivalent to me of like doing some meditation or having a yoga yes. class. It is just so relaxing. Like, it's so cleansing. It's just, yeah, it's educational. And I get why a lot of people would be like, no, I don't care. And be like, okay, you don't have to care. You don't. You do not. But you are going to enjoy that boat ride. And it, you're gonna, they're going to blast you with air conditioning every mm-hmm. so often. And the, just, I don't know, being near the plants and the water and then the sunshine from, like, the greenhouses. I don't know. It just, it does something to it's you. It's a vibe. It really just, it's a total vibe. Yeah, it just, it gets you. And you're just like, all right, I'm ready to go. And so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was wonderful. And, um, other than that, I mean, really, oh, huge highlight almost forgot was the newly opened, uh, booth festival booth, I guess, uh, was swirled showcase where they do like the new soft serve flavors. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That apple cinnamon. I need a, I need the case. Like I need the whole, con- the whole thing, the machine. Wow. <laughs> it was so good. And I mean, Oh, that was that 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 whole thing needs to stick around. Every festival needs to have a soft serve location, uh-huh. and um, I'm gonna need them to keep that around. It, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like apple cinnamon works wonderful for festival of the holidays. If they would love to keep that around, if you, if Disney would like to that listen would and do that, that, that would, would totally be wonderful because uh, that is a perfect <laughs> fall and holiday treat. Uh, but no, oh my goodness, yeah, it was so good. So that was definitely a highlight. Definitely hit that place up twice. Not ashamed about that. Apple's having a moment. I mean, they are one of the featured fall drinks at Starbucks right now is that shaken apple oat thing that is so good. And when we were talking about Joffrey's earlier and you were saying you picked up the, um, your supply, I immediately in my mind was going back to, um, during the pandemic when I would order large quantities of Joffrey's to give myself something to look forward to. It was like, well, I'm going to have a killer coffee station here in my my lockdown. And one of the things I ordered from Joffrey's was like this apple flavor coffee. It was so good. Anyway, um, so yes. I bet the soft serve uh, version of apple, it was probably amazing. Oh, yeah. So, so good. Yeah. And even the, um, the cake pop, they had like the big like Mickey cake pop. So it's like a cake pop. They put it in like a chalk, like a melted chocolate. And then they dip it in like liquid nitrogen and then they dip it again in like these like little chocolate candies kind mm-hmm. of things on it. And then they'll dip it again in the liquid nitrogen and kind of seal it all up. And that was really good too. It was like a big, like a fudgy cake pop, um, which was really good. So yeah, that was a major highlight too. What did you get at the brewing lab? Cause I remember that that is the location where they had that, 
I don't even remember what it was called, but it was basically an, an insanely spicy wing. Oh yeah. What did you oh, get? Yeah, this, the, uh, yeah, we did definitely did not get those. Okay. Uh, we got, uh, I got the garlic Parmesan wings mm-hmm. and my husband got the peanut butter and jelly wings. Mm, how was that? They were good. I mean, garlic Parmesan for me, I'm a garlic I mean, person. So how I can you go wrong there? It's, yeah. So that was a safe bet for me because I'm not a huge wing person, but I will eat garlic Parmesan wings if they are ever offered at a place. And uh, my husband said the peanut butter and jelly wings are really good. Uh, they're definitely like sticky and they are more peanut of the peanut butter and jelly. So mm-hmm. at least that's good for anyone who's thinking they're about to get a bunch of different flavors. So if you're not one of those, I need two flavors at once. It's not that. It's more of like a... Uh, peanut butter forward, peanut forward with like a sweetness in a glaze somewhere, but it's not like Mm -hmm. a super oppressive uh, flavor. So. Okay. Anything else to report on, on your big park day? No, nothing that I can think of. Um, Just the big bummer Remy. uh, So I, I didn't get the, it wasn't my first lightning lane. By the time we had done Soren, it was not available um, because I guess just everybody was just, want remy it was crazy like frozen i could get almost all day and test track i could get almost all day which that one's hard and for some reason remy was like no i'm i don't have anything today so when i finally did get one i kind of kept fiddle faddling on the app and until i got one to pull up um just kept refreshing i got a 5 30 and i was like oh well you know what we actually have dinner close by Mm -hmm. and at four and so by the time we get done realistically we'd be able to um you know, get over there. Uh, and of course we get over there and go to tap in. Not only was the lightning lane super backed up, it immediately closed. Wow. I bet that's why you couldn't get one all day. It was probably down a lot. Yeah. So there must've just been something crazy going on. And I mean, the wait time was always ridiculously high, which is normal, but yeah, it uh, went down literally as we stepped into line. Like we were there like 30 seconds and they were like, yeah. So just let everyone know it's going down for technical difficulties. So you're welcome to do whatever. And so, you know, everyone was kind of doing that thing where it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, is it going to come back up or whatever? And like cast members started getting ready and telling people. And then finally people were like, okay, well, realistically, like, should we hang around the area or should we go use like, cause we were going to get a redemption because it was a lightning lane. They're like, well, should we wait and use it again on this? And they were like, I would expect it to be down for at least an hour. And at that point, we were like, okay, it's 530. We've done a lot of things. We've eaten, you know, that just means it's time to go. But otherwise, a really great park day. And uh, you got to do a lot of things, including Moana. So that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was like, I will totally take like the day we had. And, you know, that's always the benefit, too, of us going frequently is like we're kind of now in the mentality of like any other pass holder or even locals saying you know what we did that that's okay if we don't do it this time oh it's down for maintenance nah it's okay I'll hit it next time you know very much in that no worries whatever mentality and our kids too are not at an age I guess or not at a place yet where they are so attached to anything that they would throw mm-hmm. a huge fit if they didn't yeah. get to ride it or get to do it so it was very much to them like I mean my daughter was disappointed she's like oh you know I wish we could have ride it I said yeah just it happens but I was like you know it's actually a good experience for her to really understand that yeah sometimes that's gonna happen sometimes you will not you know get to go and that's just it is what it is so right. so yeah we kind of packed up and headed home what time did you end up hitting the road because I know that you were debating whether you should try for a little bit later start or leave super early yeah we ended up um i think we hit the road officially just after five 
So like around oh, okay. five o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So definitely, definitely not that early. And of course we don't want to leave that early because we don't actually want to leave, but <laughs> we, we opted for a little bit later to get, to still give us some time to, you know, hit all the things, you know, put some laundry away, do everything that we need to do. The good thing is about a one bedroom is that you do have in-room laundry. So uh-huh. we were able to wash and dry all of our clothes that we had already worn and nice. really just pack it back up so we could just put it back away when we got home, which made it 10 times easier for me. Oh, that's perfect. And yeah, yeah, we got home at a decent time, right about two. Okay. Yep. That's what I was going to ask. All right. <laughs> Well, this sounds like, I mean, it was a very, very short trip, but uh, you packed a lot into the time that you had, and it doesn't sound like you would really change anything about it. No, I think honestly, as far as, I mean, most weekend trips, I don't think I've ever been like, oh man, that was a complete disaster. They've always, I don't know, I guess because they're so short and you just kind of are more willing maybe to go with the flow or just be in the moment and say, okay, well, this is what we could accomplish. Then that's great. Mm-hmm. Um I, yeah, I, I honestly have no complaints. There's really nothing that I'm like, oh man, that was a super huge bummer that this didn't, like, I mean, like I said, even with Remy, I'm just like, eh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's great, but it's not so much like be upset over it. it's what it is, what it is. And I mean, even knowing earlier that day saying, oh, well, if we have to miss this guardian's queue and for some reason today's the day that they don't let people in late and we can't ride it, that might be a possibility. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. Like if I have enough to only need two songs left, then I I can miss one time. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal if we don't get to write it. All right. Well, Kat, it has been a pleasure talking through your trip with you. I know that you are a travel planner who specializes in Disney or Universal. What makes Cat in the Kingdom special? Well, not only am I a huge Disney nerd, I absorb a probably an uncomfortable amount of Disney content and information uh, mm-hmm. weekly, not just because I want to help people. It's legitimately because I want to know everything about it. I, like, I want to know how that ride works. I want to know how long it took to make it. I want to know if, you know, what all the different versions of that ride are and, you know, all the benefits of that. And I check wait times throughout the week, even though I'm not planning a trip. I am very much into data and like, why is this week busier than that other week? Or like today, like today was a busy ride day, especially in Hollywood studios. We're talking about, we went back to 225 minute wait times. Wow. today just for no reason you were saying exactly what you just said you do because today was a normal day for you it's not like you were in disney and you still were paying attention to all that so yep absolutely so i'm just i just keep you know i keep on it i am not one of those that can like if somebody's going to ask me my opinion on something or say oh well is this worth doing I don't like giving a, well, I don't really know. I don't do that. Or that's not my thing. Like I will make it my business to at least try something once Mm -hmm. or experience something or at least get the information. And so that's why I also absorb a lot of content and, you know, watch dining reviews and hotel reviews. And if I haven't had a chance to stay there yet, I will always get the information or have that information ready to go, whether or not I've personally experienced it or not. And then I always make a plan too, which is why we go so often. I always try to do something different, something new, so that I can, you know, keep, you know, giving advice. Um, mm-hmm. But in all honesty, my biggest thing really isn't me knowing enough. It's about being able to provide what a family actually does want. It's being cautious enough to know that there's a lot of things out there that tell you how you should do Disney or how you shouldn't do Disney or you should only do these things if, if you have kids, or, which is great. 
but it's also a lot and it doesn't work for every family. I have kids too. And there's a lot of things that people say kids love that my kids hate, like the frozen ride mm-hmm. and character dining or character interactions. My kids are not super comfortable yet. They're getting there, but they are not super comfortable with characters and it freaks them out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want a family that's going to come to me. I want them to tell me what they want to do and what they prioritize. And I want to work around that. Mm -hmm. I am welcome to give, you know, suggestions and be like, well, some families do enjoy this or this is available to you if you'd like it. But at the end of the day, I want families to know that, like, you need to read your room and your party and know what's going to work best for you. And I will never push you towards something you don't want. And that includes, you know, upgrades for things like Genie Plus. You may not need it. You could probably work around it. I have tips and tricks on how to get around it if you don't want to spend that money. I get it. But if you want to, here's the benefits if you would like to use it, because I have also used it as well for my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, keeping an eagle eye on promos and deals, I want to save you money. I don't like spending full price and I haven't in a long time. So, cause I use those (laughs) deals and discounts. Yeah. I got, I I got every membership under the book so that when they do a promo, I probably qualify. (laughs) Uh Kat, you are a wealth of information and I know that you will know the questions to ask a family to make sure that you're going to get exactly what they want out of a vacation. So, you know, I've really enjoyed talking with you and getting to know you and now we're connected and um, I will make sure that we put all of your information in the show notes um, so that people can have a way to reach out to you. I would also encourage everyone to follow Kat on Instagram. It's Kat underscore in the kingdom on Instagram. She's got um, a lot of fun things that she posts there. And I will also ask for some photos so that we can post some pictures from this specific trip on your uh, trip report. So those should be there now if you're listening to this, which you are because you're not watching it. It's not a TV show. Uh, So, all right. Anything else, Kat, before we say goodbye? No, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I hope we talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. A huge thank you to Kat for joining me on the podcast. Don't forget to check her out on Instagram. Her link is in the show notes and pictures from her trip are on the podcast Instagram page. Before I sign off, I also want to thank you for continuing to listen and to share the show with your friends. As we march ever closer to Thanksgiving, I am certainly thankful for the joy that doing this podcast has brought me. And most of all, for all of the new friends I have met through the process. And with that, I'll remind you to keep daydreaming about where you long to be.